0: Welcome to episode 177 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Guys, you're here. We're here. It's going to be a great, great episode. So, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, you know why we're here entertain, encourage, and equip those three E's that we talk about. Um, I hope if this, Jen always asks you this at the end do you, does this add value? Does the podcast add value to your life and your ministry? We believe it does. So here's what we need you to do. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and a really, really fresh review. Like Mm -hmm. some really, really nice words. Like I think the kids are saying crispy. (laughs) Is that what we're saying today? Is it crispy? Sure, sure. Yeah. Give us something crispy, man. Give us something crispy. So speaking of crispy, she's here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Big Yonsei.
1: Why am I crispy now?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I never know what I'm going to say when I start this.
1: Thing. It's good to be here with you. I see you got it's off. Good. You got off. You the couch. did a great
0: job last week, you man. Finished, yeah, exactly. You I, was, I was I was finished Downton and that big old uh, Costco size box of Reese cups.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, priorities. You had to, you had to focus on that last week. So exactly. We it, all it's, missed it's, you. They're
0: not going to eat themselves, Jen. No, it they're not. It takes a little, it takes fortitude to.
1: It does. I'm really proud of you for that too. Thank you. It's, Thank you're, you. you're a role model. Um, when it comes <laughs> to eating the Reese's peanut butter. Cups. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're back with us today Thank Guys, we have, a, we have a really great um, episode. Obviously, we are going to share some resources with you because we want to equip you for ministry. We are going to share some laughs, even more laughs than we had last week with that mega stuffed episode of Prayer Concerns. We've got so good. So We got good. some more prayer <laughs> concerns coming. I can't wait. And then we are going to be sharing a conversation we got to have with Wade Joy. Now, Wade spent years and years and years as the worship pastor over at Elevation, and he's recently transitioned into a new season of ministry. And this conversation was just so phenomenal, man. Yeah. So, he get had a pen and
0: paper, get your notes up. Exactly. Out. Just exactly. Get
1: ready. Brace yourself. We had just an absolutely incredible conversation with him. But before we get to all of that, Brian, will you take just a moment to tell our listeners about our friends over at planning center?
0: I sure will. And we love them. We still love them. We've always loved them. It's Mm -hmm. like that song, that Whitney Houston song, I Will Always Love You. That's us singing to Planning Center because they're just amazing. They're amazing people. And here's the deal. We've been telling you about this new app of theirs, Church Center. Uh, It's an app for your congregation. So you've got like the apps for your team. This is an app for the congregation. And I told you a couple of weeks ago, like if your church went out and you said, I think we need a church app. You have no idea if you've not looked into it how expensive it is and how right. complex it is to do that. Yeah. So planning center, again, answering the call. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> if you use planning center applications, this this one's free, baby. Gratis, as Gratis. they say. <laughs> so you can give your congregation access to the church center app. They can check their families in. They can give. They can join groups. They can um, manage and, and kind of Take care of their own personal profile so you know what they look like and what their contact info is. Uh, They can register for events and they can even reply to their planning center services requests. We have memed that a time or two. We have Uh, those on our team who just ignore those planning center services. Can't seem to confirm.
1: They just can't do it. They can't, just can't do it. Just
0: hit the (laughs) green button, fam. So, uh, anyway, you can find out more at planningcenter.com/church-center. So, Jennifer, Yes. <laughs> how are things in the land of Smale?
1: They're great. They're doing great. Yeah. We are wrapping up the school year. I think the kids are officially counting down. We've got like, I don't know, 15 school days left. Oh, man. We are looking forward Pretty to summer. Pretty excited about that. Pretty yeah. excited. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got
0: Ready. any big plans coming this summer?
1: Uh, this summer, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, not, not too many. Kids are all, okay, actually one, one big set of plans here. All four of the kids that live at home are going to be away at camp the same week. So my little two are going to go to kids camp and my older two are going to be uh, serving as rec staff at the camp. And so Josh and I have decided to run away for the week to uh, to Mexico. Good going to, for you. Well, yeah, we have booked it. Tr- we, we realize we're... We haven't gone away alone together. We couldn't remember when it's, I mean, obviously again, the COVID era, it's, it's just, <laughs> right, right. but we, we, we are seizing an opportunity. So actually I'm very much looking forward to that. Man, that, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. What about Good you?
0: For you. You got some big
1: plans coming up.
0: <laughs> well, uh, so when this episode comes out, uh, this next Tuesday, the second. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Or the third, is it the second or the third? I think it's the second. It's one of those days. No, the third. It's the third. third. So it's the third, Tuesday the third, when this episode comes out. Do you know where I'll be? I think I do know. I'll be in the land of smell. Yep. I'm coming to Phoenix (laughs) to see my Phoenix fam. I've got big Yonce out there. We've got... Allie, you hear us talk about Allie all the time who edits our podcast and creates all the graphics and then uh some t- little time with Papa Gorley at Five Words Media. Yep. So yeah, man, I'm in- so as right now as you're hearing this, I am in Phoenix sweating.
1: Yeah, it's like you're probably in- enjoying that uh ninety-five degree weather we've got Is going on. Is that what on. it's
0: gonna be? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Brace yourself.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> Pack some extra sunscreen. It's <laughs> uh,
0: so, fam, you know, we're going to be at Experience uh, again this year, September 6th through the 9th. Uh, it's in Orlando. Just click the link in our bio already. All right. Yeah. Just do it. Just go do it. It's going to be fantastic. You've got Mac Brock. You've got Meredith Andrews. You've I don't, there's so many people coming this year. Right. It's going to be absolute fire. Uh, we've rumor has it that Yancey will be blessing the, the good people with a breakout of her own. I will be. Is that right? I
1: will be. Yeah. I'm teaching a breakout.
0: Well, what are you preaching on?
1: Uh, Meming. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> We do need a breakout like that. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, doing a breakout uh, in the leadership track. Nice. Um, yeah. So i excited nice. about that.
0: Lesson the folks with some leadership strategies. Yep. Uh, and then we are all we're gonna be recording an episode of the Worship Leader Props Podcast. Live with a which live is audience. So much it's, fun. It is the it is my favorite thing that we do is uh to get together with the people in the room and take questions and live prayer concerns and all that stuff. It's just gonna be a blast. So click the link in our bio or anywhere you see us share a link. That'll take you to all of our links. And so mm-hmm. You can buy some merch while you're in there. You can register for Experience Conference. You can sign up. Well, you can't sign up right now for Free Church AV, but Free Church AV is coming. The installs uh, of the two churches that Five Words is doing this year, which is just unbelievable. So, um, man, keep your eyes posted on that. And then at Experience Conference this year, uh, the signups will be opening up for Free Church AV the next season. It's going to be awesome. So
1: it's a lot of good stuff coming.
0: Absolutely, man. It's going to be a good summer.
1: Man. Well, you know what else is good stuff? What's that? I think it is time for prayer concerns.
0: So, fam, if you're just joining us, this is episode 177. So you got 176 episodes. Maybe just start with episode 176. Because last week was nothing but prayer concerns. Uh, kind of the best of. It, 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 here's what a prayer concern is. Our our congregation, they're they're wonderful people. We love them. They're great. We love to pastor them. Um, but every now and then they'll get they'll throw a little shade at you. You know, <laughs> I didn't really care for that song. Why are you messing with my hymns? Do not be messing with my hymns. Why are there holes in your jeans? The sound is too loud. Why are the lights in my eyes? All of that so they might uh, use the connection card they might use the chat of your live stream they might slide into your youtube chat whatever they might they might be feeling extra they'll go like google review mm-hmm. yelp review they're they're going to let you know what they, they think are. and so people send these in anonymously to us and you can send yours in go to worshipleaderprobs.com click on the prayer concerns tab and uh, submit yours anonymously or you can dm those uh, to us on instagram as well so Let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. One time I had a member of our church tell me that he wishes I did more hymns and he offered to pay me $50 per hymn I would play. <laughs>
1: nice. A little side hustle.
0: 50 <laughs> bucks, man. 50 bones. I'd be That's like, not... deal. Yeah, done. <laughs>
1: I'll take 50 bucks a hymn. Feels a little uh, like unscriptural, kind of. Yeah, but you know. You know. Something Jesus might flip a table about, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. On a very
0: secular level, it's kind of a win win (laughs) on a secular level.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So funny. (laughs) Oh, come on, fam. All right. Prayer prayer concern number two. I recently got this feedback and it said, This background music is awful. Whose playlist is this? Says the executive pastor when I was playing their playlist.
1: How are you you not aware of a playlist you've made?
0: Know your list, son. (laughs) Or daughter. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, okay. Number three, prayer concern number three. I'm a church drummer. One day I got a Facebook message from one of the older men in my church and he sent me a link to a song he'd like us to play in church one Sunday. I didn't have time to click the link. So I just said, yeah, we'll think about it. Hours later, I clicked the link thinking it was a worship song. As it turns out, it was the song one pair of hands by Elvis Presley.
1: <laughs> 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 like it couldn't have been serious, right? Like I, that's a joke. I think he, I but, think
0: he was being serious. This I mean, has to be really a joke. Was, like what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I'm not the like a the biggest Elvis fan in the world. Yeah, I don't, I do not know the song One Pair of Hands.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't either. But again, it's an Elvis song. How many Elvis songs is he hearing done in church?
0: Probably not a lot. Like jailhouse rock is not probably in our planning center (laughs) songs. You
1: know, somebody out there has made that like into some sort of (laughs) a Jesus version. Somebody has to have a Jesus version. of. Oh my
0: Lord. Oh my Lord. Um, Okay. Prayer concern number four. This is a little something for our uh, charismatic friends. Uh, And it says, we had a guy who would quote, speak in tongues in the chat of our live stream, except he typed it out.
1: <laughs> oh how do you I don't even understand that what got me man Hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh can you Which just see my? him
1: slowly <laughs> just like sounding it? out the <laughs> syllables that I make up oh my gosh
0: Wow, that's awesome <laughs> oh oh! that may be one of my favorite yeah, that must have been fun gotten.
1: to read <laughs> yeah right right Sir, so are you having oh. a seizure <laughs> 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 oh, oh my
0: lord that's awesome that's so awesome okay sorry i gotta compose myself all right here's the last one the bottom of the pudding cup prayer concern number five i'm a worship pastor And my very first Sunday at my church after the service, an elderly lady came up to me and said, great job. I love how you really didn't do anything special and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people, people, people. (laughs) Come on, fam. Right? Yeah. Uh, Okay, so those are prayer concerns. Keep them coming. You can go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns menu item, and submit yours anonymously. You can also DM those to us on uh, Instagram. Now, here's the deal. If you DM it to us, we're going to know who you are. We will know. But I promise we will never share your name or your church's name uh, with the good listeners of the podcast or anyone, even the people who don't listen, which you know, why would you not listen to this? I don't know it's why. Amazing, I,
1: wouldn't, so. I don't know why.
0: Exactly. Right. So keep sending those in, fam, and thanks for doing that. Let's dive into the last uh, segment of our podcast, and it's our interview with Wade Joy. The Worship Leader Props podcast is thrilled to have Wade Joy with us today. Wade, thank you so much for taking the time. Man, I'm so honored to be
2: here. Thank you all for asking me.
0: Oh man, this is a no-brainer, dude. You've been on our list for a long, long time. So uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, are kinda like too kind.
1: Kind of like trapped him into coming on, which I think was fantastic. So. Right. That's, <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's one of Jen. I don't know that that's technically a spiritual gift, but for Jen, <laughs> that is... That-
2: that that's your specialty right there.
1: Right. Yeah. Mad I cast skills, the yeah. net and then, uh, get people trapped. No, just <laughs>
2: it didn't, it didn't take much convincing for me. No, it didn't. No. And I'm so, I'm so
1: happy about that. So yeah, wait, thank you so much for joining us. How is life?
2: Life is great. It's very different than, um, what life was like for about 15 years, but, um, oh, you know, I'm about four months into a very new season, but, Um, I'm doing well. My family's great. Uh, We're excited about what God's doing. So yeah, but it's very different. It's been transitioned, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but it's good.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So we all kind of got to know you from a distance uh, during your time as the worship pastor at Elevation Church. Uh, How many years were you in that role? Almost 15. So almost 15 from
2: 2007 Uh, to December of 2021.
0: Wow. 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 That's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. So uh, so while you were there, you were the worship pastor, then your role kind of evolved a little bit um, uh, over your time there. So what can you tell us about like your time there, your transition and Yeah, we'd just love to hear a little more about your story.
2: Yeah, if I get long-winded with this answer, just stop me at any point. But um, hey, I have a
0: big bowl of popcorn. I'm ready.
2: (laughs) Uh, No, I. So my title the whole time there was worship pastor, but for anyone who's in church ministry, you know that your title doesn't always (laughs) reflect your full job description. And so my responsibilities and focuses changed over the years. But I started in in 2007 myself. And Chris Brown and Matt Brock, the three of us came on board, and um, about a year into the church, Pastor Stephen had led worship for the first year and um, got tired of leading worship and preaching. And (laughs) I was going to plant (laughs) a church at the time. I'd known him years before uh, in the when I was in the Way Joy Band, a very creative band name. And I would lead worship (laughs) at (laughs) I would lead worship at youth camps. He would be the preacher, and so. Uh, we reconnected. He had started Elevation, but I thought I was going to plant a church. Uh, and so I initially said no to the job offer. And Chris and Mac also had other plans. They said no. And and then one day Pastor Stephen was praying and he felt like God said, hire Chris, Mac and Wade. So he called us all back together into the back room of this Italian restaurant in Charlotte. And in a very Godfather mafia style, <laughs> looked at me and said, um, planning that church is great, but if you do that, I think you're going to miss out on God's will for your life. Come be a part of this church that's wow. going to impact thousands of church plants one day. And so he's very convincing. So uh, my wife and I, we we changed our plans and said yes. And it's been an incredible journey uh, at the church. Wow. For the first seven years or so, I got to lead worship and write songs and do a lot of the things that I'd always dreamed about doing. And around seven or eight years in, I transitioned to really embrace more of the pastoral leadership role, more behind the scenes, stop leading worship about five years ago around when I turned 40 and and made that transition, which we can talk about some of that later if you want and how to process that. But through it all, God taught me so much about the beauty of the church and, and how um, just my life was changed through the church. All three of my daughters got saved. I got to baptize them at the church. So first we saw God do amazing things, at elevation, but I saw it impact my family first and foremost. And so I'm forever grateful for that and just the way Pastor Stephen trusted me and gave me an opportunity uh, to steward that ministry. Wow. That's wow.
1: that's so unique. Maybe we can dive real quick into
0: absolutely three
1: people being hired for was it basically the same thing? All three of you being entrusted with worship? How did what did that look like? I've always been so intrigued by that.
2: Uh, Yeah, it it didn't make any sense at the time since uh, Elevation was basically, by the time we got here, it was meeting in two high schools. Um, And so me and Mac had known each other because all three of us at the time lived in Columbia, South Carolina. So I'd known Mac, I knew of Chris, and I just met him. And I was the only one in the beginning that was full-time. So I was, um, I had the worship pastor role. The two of them were part-time and we're going to Lead on weekends and they had various responsibilities. But within about the first year, they both came on full time just because they loved what was happening at the church so much. Mac, the, the beautiful thing was each of us had very different skill sets. So Mac was very much focused on music production and, and leading the bands. Chris is um, just ridiculous at you know, vocals and was able to raise up our vocalist and help pastor a lot of our team, and then I helped oversee the vision and worked really directly with Pastor Stephen and the worship experience um, and kept everything in alignment. So we had our lanes at the beginning in terms of what we did outside of leading worship, but then on weekends, we all kind of helped uh, lead and then build Elevation Worship and tried to figure out how to write worship songs because none of us knew how to do that at the time. <laughs> and I think about three months in, we, we recorded our first album, uh, which I've tried to remove the evidence of that album from Spotify and Apple. And you can't find the first, honestly, three albums unless you look really, really hard.
0: <laughs>
1: that opens up a Google right now. Just that's good. <laughs> That's right. Click it. <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome. Okay, so yeah, Elevation has given the church some in, absolutely incredible songs. Unreal, okay, man. CCLI has you down for 130. How... <laughs> How how is that possible? Unstoppable God. Oh, come to the altar, resurrecting only King forever. I will look up here as in heaven. That's just naming a few. That's just (laughs) naming a few. So on behalf of leaders all across the world, across the church, I just want to say thank you because you guys have gifted the church some absolutely beautiful and powerful songs. So thank you. You, since you're no longer um, the worship pastor at, at Elevation, are you still writing? Are you still songwriting?
2: I actually haven't um, done, I mean, outside of just songwriting from just my own personal time with the Lord, mm-hmm. I transitioned out of that probably about five years ago, um, maybe even a little bit longer because mm-hmm. uh, I was so in the weeds of songwriting that I wasn't able to be objective enough to help lead the culture of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that was one of those necessary transitions that I had to make in order to really lean into what was best for the church and the ministry at the time, which honestly was a hard transition for me, like letting go of that, letting go of of leading worship, um, were difficult, but very maturing processes for me. Um, and now it it, was interesting is giving that gift up. Now I I realized that I loved in the last five years to preach and to teach. And I love, I've been working on a book and I love to write. So, I'm writing but it's just a different type of writing now mm.
1: Mm.
0: fantastic can
1: we dive wow. a little i want to dive a little bit deeper into that just how, how did you know you know you've mentioned you've referenced this transition a couple of times so how did you know was it just purely like well i'm 40 now i'm done <laughs> which i imagine it's not because 40 is still young but like how did you kind of reach that point what were some of the markers like w- whether it's you know in your spirit, your relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. through your pastor? Like, how did you know, okay, God is bringing me to a transition? Yeah,
2: there's probably about three distinct transitions over those 15 years. Um, And like I said earlier, when we started, I was living my dream. I was leading worship. I was writing. I was doing all the things that I had always wanted to do. And I was getting to pastor people and it it was awesome. But um, Pastor Stephen was very, very clear and direct with me over the years of those first like five or six years where he would say, you know, I think you're a good worship leader. I think you're a good songwriter. But when I look, you know, at you know Mac or Chris, they are great worship leaders and great songwriters. There's a certain anointing that they have that you don't necessarily carry. Now, within you, I see, you know, a great leader and a great pastor and a great teacher And so you're going to have to decide at some point, do you want to settle for what you're good at? Or do you want to actually be willing to let that go? So you can really embrace what God has created you to be great at. And in theory, I would hear that. And I was like, yeah, I'll I'll do that one day. Um, Not realizing that when that day came, how hard it was going to be. And we were about to record um, an album. It was either, I want to say it was only King Forever and um, I, w- I remember I was praying that day because even though we, we've we always had amazing worship leaders and, and amazing people on the team, but album season can always be tricky because as the team grew, it's not like the number of songs on an album got bigger. There was only usually about 12 songs. And sometimes as the team grew, the people that used to sing might not sing as much or people would never get to sing on an album. And there were always difficult conversations. And I was praying one day, I was like, God, when are people going to get it's not about singing on albums. It's about building your church. And I felt like the Lord convicted me and said, well, you haven't gotten it yet. So how can they get it? Mm -hmm. And so that's when I realized, okay, it's time because I've got to embrace modeling that, that as worship leaders, we're meant to to pastor and shepherd people. And sometimes singing on an album might be part of your church calling, but that's, that's not the foundation of what we do. The foundation of what we do is pastoring and loving and, and leading people. Mm-hmm. And so, I went into to the meeting, and I walked him through what you know, Pastor Stephen had walked me through over the years. And it's like, I at, this is the time where I've got to transition and show that this is not what being a worship leader is all about. And I wish I could say that I said that, and then everything was was great in my heart. But that was a hard thing for me because I realized how much I identified with things that I, you know, achievements that I dreamed about and people Mm -hmm. knowing who I was, even if I would have said I was a humble person, like that stuff brings to light pride in your heart that I didn't want to admit was there. So that was me stepping away from more of the Elevation Worship platform, but I still led worship for about four more years. Um, There was the songwriting transition in there, but then when I turned 40, that was more of an accidental transition. Uh, It was the summer uh, it was like June, whenever I turned 45 years ago. And I just took myself off the schedule for a while because I was like, I want to just bounce around to campuses and really encourage people. And what I realized as I did that, and it was the longest I'd ever not led worship, that I didn't really, I had this restlessness in me and I didn't know who I was apart from being weighed the worship leader because I'd done that for 20 years. And I'd preach to our team. You're not what you do. It's, you know, you're who God says you are. You're loved by God. You're a child of God. You're not all these things that you strive after. But I realized that my identity was still built a lot on what I did. So I just took myself off the schedule. And as I did that, I felt like God started peeling away all these layers that I, you know, I was hiding behind or I was saying, this is who I am. And I felt like God had to get me back to the place of, no, I am, I'm his child and I'm loved by him and I'm valued whether or not I stand on a stage ever again or not. And through that, I realized that was also a good time for me to, if I was going to be the a, a pastor the way the team needed it as it was growing, I needed to step away from that and, and really be open-handed. And that was probably out of all the transitions, the hardest. It was about six to eight months. i really just wrestling with God like, I don't know what life looks like if I'm not doing this thing that I loved. Mm. But one thing he showed me is Ephesians 3.20. Um, where we, we love to quote that when we want people to shout that God can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. Yeah. I think sometimes we think that verse means God's going to take your dream and what you imagine and just crank it to 11.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: But
2: but sometimes we have to be willing to let go of the thing we imagine so God can actually do more than we imagine because mm. it's something else completely So good, You know, that's not even on our radar. And it was through that process that I felt like the Lord um, really began to stir in me a lot of thoughts about what we say, um, what we call purpose and calling and, and dreams within the church and how sometimes I think we equate our dream with our purpose. But if you don't get, if you don't get your dream, does that mean you don't have a purpose or if you get your dream and it doesn't satisfy you the way you thought, what does that say about your purpose? So it. It took me on an interior journey wow. that became something I was very passionate about teaching our team in, in, in the last five years. So it ended up being a really great thing of discovering new things God had put in me by letting go of some of the old things I used to cling to.
1: Wow. Wow. wow! There's a lot in that.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so powerful and so real mm-hmm. and timely for so many. If, if you were and you you probably will be speaking to people who may be wrestling with that kind of a transition. Yeah. What, what would you say to them?
2: I would just say that, um, I've learned so much about God's love and faithfulness Mm -hmm. every time that I have, even if I felt like the Lord was having to like pry my fingers open even, but when I was finally able to be open-handed before the Lord, there was so much growth and joy in life on the other side of that. Even if it's a, I mean, it was a long journey. It was a hard, there's still days where, uh, I mean, right now I'm having to relearn this lesson transitioning out of elevation to where I feel like the enemy tells me, well, you were only special because you were at elevation. Now you're not special anymore. And so I feel like a lot of times we learn these lessons and then we have to relearn them again at a different level. Um, But I found every single time God has been so, so good. And if you just trust him through that process and and don't be afraid of the feelings that surface in the transit, this is probably to answer your question. Don't be afraid of the pride that you feel in your heart or the hurt that you feel or the fear that you feel. I think that stuff needs to be identified and then brought to the Lord and surrendered Mm -hmm. and sometimes Mm -hmm. repented of. Um, But you can't do that if you don't. Name it and acknowledge it, and that's that process can be such a gift for God to shine a light on your heart and actually use it to heal it and to purify it and to grow it. Yeah. Wow, that's so good!
0: Man, we could pray the benediction and go home after that. Man, that is so good, um, and so timely. Um, Okay, can you tell us um tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now? You mentioned you're writing a book. Can't wait to get a hold of that, by oh, the way. Thank you. Uh so so tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now.
2: So th- this process for me started um probably about it was June 2020, which I'd hit a really low point, which I think everybody did because we were a couple of months into COVID. But I I remember I was sitting on my back porch and just, just felt so far away from the Lord. Um, it had been such a hard season of ministry and, like, and just fast paced for so long. And, um, and I felt like I was just praying to God. I was like, God, I've, I've taught people about this abundant life that we're supposed to have in you. And I just don't feel it right now. And I felt like God really convicted me that I didn't have any healthy rhythms um, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And he's like, until you create that space for me to work, like, I'd, why do you expect me to answer your prayer if you're not creating the space and the discipline and the routine for me to change you? Mm. And so that began a journey for me of embracing discipline, like little by little in different aspects of my life. So I changed my diet. I stopped eating like a five-year-old because I would eat donuts every day and <laughs> chips and just... um. That's, that is my weakness. Um, you know, started <laughs> That's like
0: an every head bowed and every eye closed <laughs> yes. moment right there, man. <laughs>
2: I'm the, I'm the chief of sinners. I, st- I started trying to, to work out more, but, but most importantly, I, uh, I really started to embrace some new rhythms in my prayer life and, and really mm-hmm. diving into the word of God in a different way and, and reading a lot about, um, just silence and stillness before the Lord. And I, over the course of, of the last 18 months, I felt like God really began to change my life in a really powerful way to where I would say the last year that I was at Elevation was probably my healthiest year in ministry. I think sometimes people think that um, you know a structure or a type of church or a pace prevents you from being healthy. What I found is a lot of times it's just been my own inability to control my life and my own inability to actually prioritize the things that I do have control over. And so, you know, through that process, I was able to to find healthy rhythms within a very fast-paced ministry in church. But that also began to create this space for me and my wife to start feeling like God might be saying, well, I think I want you to be open to something new. We had kind of closed the door on ever leaving Elevation. We thought we'd be there till the end. Mm -hmm. Yet we felt like God was saying, Hey, I want you to open your hands and, and be willing to maybe take a step of faith. And so it was last year at Elevation Nights, uh, I was standing in the middle of an arena and I felt like God said, Your assignment's done. I've got something else for you to do. And there's somebody else who's meant to take this team further than you could take them now. And wow. so wow. came back and talked to, you know, leadership at the church and they sent me off well, and it's been a really, they affirmed the transition. And so now what I'm most passionate about, I love to preach and teach. So I'm traveling around doing that. I'm doing a lot of spiritual formation coaching with worship Mm -hmm. leaders and, and church staffs to talk about how to have healthy rhythms within ministry. And, um, Right. I wrote the book. So now I'm trying to figure out how it's going to get released and I'm going to start a podcast in the next couple of weeks as well. So I've got my hands wow. in a bunch of different things that nice. awesome. I'm just, I, I'm very passionate about people, especially people who've experienced disappointment. Um, the book is about what do you do when you have a dead dream? And it's mm-hmm. called, this mm-hmm. is, this is not for you letting your dream die. So something greater can live. So I think all of us have something like that, where we have an expectation that wasn't met. And so a lot of people in ministry feel like this is not what I thought ministry was going to be. And so I have a passion to help really help people see like you can be in ministry and still prioritize your own relationship with the Lord and still prioritize Mm -hmm. you growing and and staying healthy. And you're going to be a better minister if you do that. Mm. So those are the things I'm excited about in this season, sharing with people. And I'm just trying to live very open-handed to see what God has for our family right now, too. That's
0: awesome. Man,
1: that's incredible. Wow. So much. I just want to compliment the humility that's required. To, yeah, like, man, just just in this conversation, I've been struck by your humility to kind of be able to hear God say, "You're done. Someone else is going to take this further." <laughs> that can be very hard to um, to receive. So, so yep. man, your humility—that's it's that's beautiful. That,
2: that y'all, y'all are very kind. Thank you. It's. God's been very gracious. I've had good people speak into my life and good leadership, and it's still. I mean, me talking about this is not me saying I've, I've come to these conclusions, and so I don't struggle anymore. If anything, like I'm watching the team at Elevation Nights this week, and I have all the FOMO of like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. I used to be out there, and they're doing better without me. I have all those same insecurities, um, but I'm learning. What I'm learning as I get older is just to take those insecurities and pivot quicker to take them to the Lord rather than stew on them. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's I, I, I'm passionate about helping just walk people through that same journey that I'm actually still walking on.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome, too, because this is, I, I do think there's a lot of people on that journey or they're probably about yeah, to begin yeah. that journey. This is going to be really helpful. So. So you know, thank you so much for your vulnerability. So what do you think are the biggest challenges that are facing the local church, specifically worship and production um, leaders and teams?
2: Oh, gosh, we could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people who are serving faithfully in their church, they look at a ministry like Elevation or any other very public ministry And you start to make that your measure of success or impact. And then you quickly become dissatisfied with what God is doing around you because you don't feel that it measures up to whatever external standard you placed on it. And I feel like, you know, sometimes God does move in the dramatic, you know, big things. But I think more often than not, God moves through the daily steps of faithfulness. And I think those are the kind of, um, that kind of faithfulness that's required is what really changes people and changes the world. It's, And so I, I would encourage worship leaders and production volunteers to, to not just chase these grand experiences with God, but to really um, cherish and cultivate the day-to-day disciplines of, of creating space for God in their own heart. But then also like the beautiful moments of getting to pastor people like that is mm. Mm -hmm. a beautiful, precious thing Mm -hmm. um, that is equally as important, if not more important than these big things that we might see on social media. Mm -hmm. And and so that's, I I see a lot of people chasing this celebrity kind of status within worship. Um, And it's not Mm -hmm. to say that platform is bad or anything like that. God gives different people different platforms, and it's all in how you carry it that determines if it's healthy. But when we start to chase it and need it, and think that that is success. That's when it becomes cancerous to our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's a lot of striving and reaching and trying to take hold of something that is was never the goal to begin with. And it might not be the the calling God has for you and your church too. And so, can you be content and with your eyes set firmly in front of you to the people God has called you to reach? And even closer to that, can you like cultivate daily time alone with the Lord and realize that? your inner life will always show up in your outer life. So if you're not cultivating a healthy inner world, it's going to show up in how you lead worship. It's going to show up in how you lead people. Um, And so I would, I would tell worship leaders to like focus on that inner world, you know, and and really guard that guard your heart. um, The way the word of God says that is, that is vital as a worship leader.
0: Mm. Man, that's fantastic. Wow. Hear that fam. We all need to hear that. Um, So uh, Wade, we end every question. You've probably said a little bit of this uh, already, but we we end every interview with the same question. We call it the big room question. If we could gather all those leaders that you were just talking to, worship, production, all their volunteers, we got them all together in one big room and we gave you a microphone. what, What else would you want to say to that group?
2: I would say, it kind of ties everything we've been talking about together, but I would say, Don't mistake your dream for your purpose. Um, everyone, especially people who are serving in creative ministry, we have these big dreams about what God wants to do through our art, through our songs, through our gift. Um, but God does work through giving us dreams, but your dream was never meant to be your purpose. Um, your dream is one way you might be able to live out your purpose, but, um, your purpose is something that you carry with you as a follower of, of Christ. Um, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's imaging God. It's loving people. It's, and so you can do that in any situation. And I think that gets back to the inner world. If we're cultivating our inner world and realizing we're, we're knowing God, we're centering our hearts around the purpose of knowing him and reflecting him and and loving others the way he loves us then we can see purpose in any situation. But I see just, and I've been there. I've been, like I said, like one of the chief offenders of this. I've spent so much of my life chasing what I thought was my purpose, all the while neglecting the purpose that was right in front of me. And so that's,
0: that's probably what I would say. Man, that's so good. So good. That is so good. Thank you. This has been a gift, man. I hope you'll come back. Uh, any? let's do this again when the book comes out, especially, man, let's, let's, uh, let's promote this not out of that thing. But, um, <laughs> Thank you.
1: Seriously, uh, if make, this conversation make, is any indication of what's in that book.
0: <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've cried, I've laughed, I've, I've done it all, man. Uh, fam, make sure you go follow Wade Joy and there's an E on the end of that. So W-A-D-E-J-O-Y-E. Uh, go follow him on the socials, and um, man, we made a new friend today for sure. And uh, we'd love to have you back anytime. Oh, thank thank you. you, thank you, thank you for 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 your your heart and and as Jen said, man, just the the humility with how you're serving the Lord in this season of your life. That's a uh, that's really inspiring. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us today.
2: Well, y'all have been so encouraging, so thank you. It's been a gift uh, to be able to to do this with y'all.
0: So that was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was. We made a new friend.
0: Yes, we did. Could have just kept talking. Sharp, <laughs> this one yeah, could have been a, a three or four guy. parter. <laughs> what a sharp guy. And it, yeah. Look, honestly, you know, all you see, you see sometimes these churches that have the bands that their music goes there all around the world. And you think, man, those guys are just doing something totally different than we're doing here. And they're, they're, they're loving Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. That is the refreshing part of all of those conversations that we have. Yeah. Um. You know, they haven't found, you know, a book of the Bible that we don't have access to. They haven't found uh some way to pray that, that we don't have access to. It's loving Jesus, man. Yeah. And that's where all of that stuff is born out of. And, um, what a what a great great conversation. Love yeah, that guy.
1: Yeah, I loved it. So awesome, guys! Thank you so much for listening today uh, to episode one seventy seven. I can't believe we've gotten this far. Right? Speaking of one seventy seven, though, have you hit subscribe on your podcast platform? Like, why would you not? Why have you? If you haven't subscribed yet, I'm not sure what you're waiting for today. Let today be the day yep. that you go ahead and smash that, smash that subscribe button. That way, it. it's just. Smash it today.
0: Smash (laughs) that sucker.
1: Just do it. I don't know what you're waiting for if you haven't done it, but make sure you do that. Hit subscribe. That way you don't have to go look for us. We just show up bright and early every Tuesday morning with a fresh episode for you. And do us a favor. Go on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. Like Brian said earlier, drop some nice words in there. Listen, if you were... If you were writing this for the Lord, what would you say to him? You know, like, like just really think of it that way. Maybe these are the final, the final words that you have to say. (laughs) Leave us a nice review. That just helps us get the message of the podcast out in front of more people. Because like Brian said earlier, we think that this is something that adds value to people's lives. And thank you so much for following us, hanging out with us, engaging with us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, some of you over there are getting a little too wild, but uh let me
0: tell you those comments on TikTok, those, those, those little salt on <laughs> that's them, a man.
1: whole different group of people <laughs> yes, over there. Yes, it t- is. There are definitely oh TikTok people and Instagram people. Yes. And those yes. TikTok people are uh, the wild West. they man. are ruthless.
0: <laughs> they are. Yeah. Lee.
1: Man, you can yeah, even uh, you can even uh follow us over and find us over there on Twitter by searching the hashtag worship leader props.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, and like Jen said, we love engaging with you. So thanks for doing that and huge thanks to our friends at Maven media productions with their, for their help with the podcast. They're doing all the editing and the visuals and all the stuff that you see. And if you have a, if your church or your ministry, maybe you've started your own business uh, if, and you need some help with branding or social media, you need a website, uh, you need somebody to come in and consult. This is the place to go. Mavenmediaproductions.com. They're amazing. Uh, wonderful, wonderful people. They love the Lord and they'll crush it for you. And uh, thanks to my friend, Scott Hope, for our intro. Guys, we love you. Until next time, deuces.
1: Smell you later.